This is the Carindale Salvos podcast. Salt and light, as scripture has it here today. Salt and light. Two very, very different concepts, two very, very different things that are being put out there. You are to be salt and you are to be light. And I want to read from the message this morning, as Tim read from the NIV, I believe, uh, I'm going to read from the message because I love the way that the message interprets this portion of scripture. Let me tell you why you are here, it says. You're here to be salt seasoning that brings out the God flavors of this earth. If you lose your saltiness, how will people taste godliness? Mm, Did you hear that? If you lose your saltiness, how will people taste godliness? You've lost your usefulness and will end up in the garbage. Here's another way to put it. You're here to be light, bringing out the God colors in the world. God is not a secret to be kept. We're going public with this, as public as a city on a hill. And if I make you light bearers, you don't think I'm going to hide you under a bucket, do you? I'm putting you on a light stand. Now that you've, I've put you there on the hilltop on a light stand, shine. Keep open house. Be generous with your life. By opening up to others, you'll prompt people to open up with God, this generous Father in heaven. You are salt and light, bringing out the God flavors and the God colors of the world. And I think when we look at this portion of scripture, you kind of, kind of can look at that and say, you know, salt and light, what, how are they alike? What do they have in common? And so this morning, we're going to talk a little bit about three things that I think though, those two items that Jesus is putting out before us, that, that it has in common. And so I think that if we're going to be salt and light, we need to know what those things are so that we can walk from this place and make a difference in our community, in our world around us. And the first thing I want to suggest is that salt and light are important for survival. And that's probably a (laughs) no-brainer. Salt and light are important for survival. We all know that light is essential. We learn this in school. Nothing could grow. Nothing could live without light. Turn off the sunlight and the world would quickly grow dark and die. Here's a tidbit for you. In Canada, we actually have to supplement newborns with vitamin D because we don't have enough sunlight. It happens in the UK as well, Wendy told me. But that is something that we have to do with our babies, is give them vitamin D because light is essential to life. Essential. Salt is also essential to life. And some of you who like a lot of salt on your food, you would understand that. But it's essential to life. And we take it for granted because all we have to do is go to the grocery store and pick up a box of salt. But salt was not easy to come by during the time of Christ. And in the days before refrigeration, what do you think they did with salt? It was a preservative. And so you needed salt to preserve your food. And in fact, 
Did anybody know that salt in the time of Jesus was actually used as money? It was Roman economy. And the word salary comes from the Latin word salarium, and it refers to the practice of paying Roman soldiers with salt. Salt was essential for living. And we often use the term uh, when we see hard workers, we'll say, oh, maybe you say it here, I'm not, sure, I'm not sure, but you are worth your salt. Do you say that here? Is that a phrase? You are worth your salt. And that's where it comes from. So when Jesus said to the followers, you are salt and light, he was saying that Christians are essential for the survival of the world. And we are essential. We are essential for the world to hear about Jesus. And so it's no wonder that Jesus said no one would ever hide a light under a bowl because there would be no reason for that. And so that is the point. If you put your lamp under a bowl, it will go out. If you hide your relationship with God, it will be extinguished. Take your light out into the open and it will burn brightly. It will light up the God colors in the world. In the same way, if you let the salt out of its shaker, then it brings out the God flavors of the world. And so if we're going to reach the world, then it means that we are to be salt and light. And in order to do this, we've got to be prepared to take risks, risks every day. We have to be willing to get out of our comfort zones, be inconvenienced, put forth a, a, a different effort that you didn't put forth before. We have to get our hands dirty. We have to try something bold and something new. This is what it means to be salt and to be light. So the second thing this morning I'd like to suggest is that salt and light produces purity. Now, how many people enjoy doing laundry? I know I don't. Doing laundry. <laughs> Nothing smells better than clothes that have been dried out in the sunlight. And nothing smells worse than a pile of wet clothes that were left in a dark, damp hamper for days. There is a little saying in Newfoundland that says, when you put your white shirts out on the line, they come out pure, pure white. And so I have fond memories of my mother hanging out her white shirts in a line uh, in order for the sunlight to bleach it and to make it pure pure white. Salt also has purifying qualities. And you may know this. Those of you who have young children uh, may, may know a little bit about this. It can be used to speed up the healing of wounds. Um, it can be used in so many different ways to help in healing our body. Jesus makes a very interesting statement about this. And he says, if salt loses its saltiness, how can it be made salty again? It is no longer good for anything except to be thrown out and trampled by men. And so in a technical sense, salt cannot lose its saltiness because sodium chloride is a stable compound. But the people of Jesus' day understood something a little bit different. And so they, they, they got what Jesus was talking about. And in the part of the world where Jesus lived, salt was collected around the Dead Sea. And the salt crystals were often contaminated. They were contaminated with, with minerals and with impurities. And since the actual salt was more soluble than the impurities, the rain would wash out the salt. And so the unsalty salt was worthless. 
And that is what Jesus is particularly talking to in this portion of Scripture. And so they would throw it out. And the Greek word for unsalty is moranio, which actually in our terms today means moron. If we think about this in a practical sense and look at our own lives, and if we look at that interesting way uh, that the message talks about this, the message says this, if you lose your saltiness, how will people taste godliness? Think about how we can lose our saltiness. Think about your own personal life and how you can lose your saltiness. And so uh, I think sometimes this is something that a church, that we as a church, and maybe even broader than that, that, that Christians today, we struggle with because we walk a fine line, don't we? We want to be in the world, but not of the world, as Paul says. And so it means that we have to have a deep connection with Christ so that we understand what it means to remain salt in a world that is continuing to wash us out. And I think one of the ways that we do this and we need to do this, and the reason why God created a community such as this for us to be together, is because we are to shine as a city on a hill. And so I am one individual. But when I am with a community, we shine as a city on a hill. And I believe that Jesus is telling us that we do not shine alone. And so we hold each other accountable to the recognition that we have to live in the world so that people can see Christ, so that we can shine our light. But we also have to hold each other accountable to the things that make us who we are, the things that God has called us to. We don't shine alone. When we gather, we help each other stay pure. We encourage each other. We hold each other accountable so that we're ready to go back into the world and so that we're ready to go and do the things that God has called us to do. We can't stay salty and shine brightly on our own. We were designed to spend time in community with other believers. And so God's plan for us is to be that city on a hill. No one can put out a whole city under a bowl. But when we shine together, we reach far more than we can ever begin to imagine. So, so far we've said, salt and light, it's important for survival. Salt and light, it produces purity. And then finally, I want to suggest this morning that salt and light reveals truth. Salt and light reveals truth. I don't know about you, but when I sprinkle salt on a juicy piece of steak, I don't end up saying, wow, that salt was great. That's not what we say. Salt on a steak brings out the steak flavor. Salt on popcorn, now I'm making you hungry, I'm sorry. Salt on popcorn brings out the popcorn taste. Salt on a pretzel. Yes, thank you brings out the essence on the pretzel. There are even sweet recipes that call for a pinch of salt, right? Because it brings out the flavor. You see, salt enhances anything it touches. 
It brings out the truth of the flavor. And that's what, in effect, we have at home, at work, at school, in our church, in our neighborhood. If we are going to be followers of Jesus, we will just naturally enhance the environment that is around us, or at least we should. We should naturally enhance the environment that is around us. Colossians 4 and 6 says, Let your conversation be always full of grace, seasoned with salt, so that you may know how to answer everyone. It's not always necessary to preach to others or debate to them. The way we walk, the way we act, the way we react to stress at work, at school, at home, it will make a difference. And if our conversations always are full of grace, seasoned with salt, we will draw attention not to ourselves, but to the one in whom we follow. And that's how we can be salt of the earth in our daily lives, in our daily living. We, we need to enhance the environment through which we live, bringing out the God flavors. And sometimes that can be so difficult when we're in a challenging situation with somebody and we find it hard to see the God flavors in them. But if we could only always recognize that our role is to enhance, enhance the people who are around us, how different our community would be, how different even this church would be, how different we would be. Light also reveals truth, and when you turn on the light in a dark room, you don't think much about the light itself. Instead, you see all the things that are in the room. Light illuminates the room, and so you see whatever is there, whatever was hidden in the darkness. If it's dirty, you see the dirt. If it's beautiful, you enjoy the beauty. Light is essential. It brings out the truth. And if you are a follower of Jesus, then you are to give light wherever you go, as we talked about with the kids this morning. So just by being who you are, you will help people see the truth about God and about uh, your own life and the way that he lives in you. You may also like your light to be bigger than the little candlelight. And so uh, if you think about a room, uh, a candle can only light a small corner, but God is calling us to be a brighter light than that, to reveal the truth that is within the room. As Christians, we should never be afraid to come in contact with darkness. Darkness is passive. Darkness is nothing but the absence of light. And so with us just showing up, with us just showing up, we dispel the darkness. When light, when the light of Christ enters the room, Darkness automatically gives way, and that is the victory that we have within our own selves and within our own heart. Now, I want you to notice that Jesus did not say, you need to become salt and light. You don't have to worry about that because you're already there. You're already salt and light when you ask Jesus into your heart. 
But the purpose of shining together, the purpose of being salt and light is not to draw attention to ourselves so that people say, wow, what a great church Carindale Salvos is there on Gallipoli Road. Our purpose is to draw attention to the truth of Christ. And so we just need to let our light shine and get our salt out of our salt shakers. When we go into our community, people will see how great God is. They will be drawn to the Jesus through which we serve, the joy through which we bring. And so God is calling us this morning. Be salt and light of the world because I need you to bring out the God colors and the God flavors of the world. And this morning we have, we have a different picture that Jesus is giving us. A reminder, because many of us know the concept of light and the concept of salt. And as Christians, that's who we are to be. You've been listening to the Carindale Salvos podcast. If you'd like to discover more or get in touch with us, visit us at salvos.org.au forward slash Carindale or head to our Facebook page at facebook.com forward slash Carindale Salvos. If you've enjoyed this episode, please subscribe and tell your friends about it. You can find the podcast on our website or wherever you get your podcasts.